Is there a difference between a marketing trend and a marketing strategy? The chief cheerleader of Roadside Dental Marketing, Shannon Mackey, is with us to teach us the difference between the two. Stay tuned. Welcome to ADOM Radio. I'm your host, John Stamper, and we have so many great things in store for you this year in 2023. Great companies, great insights, products, services, technologies, all in an effort to help you move your practice forward. Subscribe, listen, let's go. Today's guest on ADOM Radio is Shannon Mackey, who is the CEO and cheerleader of Roadside Dental Marketing. Now, with 20-plus years of real-world experience and high-performing practices, her love of marketing is the driving force behind Roadside Solutions for a successful dental practice. Now, she ran Rye Spore, an office continuing education for four years, helped start Pack Live with Dr. David Hornbrook, and enjoys education opportunities. With infectious enthusiasm and out-of-the-box thinking, Shannon coaches practices to implement simple step-by-step -step strategies that result in increased new patients referrals and rankings. Her company prides itself on being a marketing guide, not your status quo agency. ADOM Radio and Roadside Dental Marketing is excited to have with us today, Shannon Mackey. What's going on, ADOM Nation? Thanks for tuning in to another episode here on ADOM Radio. And back with me today for our podcast from Roadside Dental Marketing, the CEO and cheerleader of Roadside Dental Marketing, Shannon Mackey. How you doing, Shannon? Oh my gosh, John. I am doing so good. Thanks for having me. This is always fun. Uh, so great to have you back. And, you know, I, I, I figured out in 2023 for, for the ADOM listeners to, to this podcast, we're, we're going to talk about a lot of things that can help in your practice, but we're also going to sprinkle in a little bit of humor. So I thought I would start this, Shannon, by letting everybody know uh, the title of this podcast so just a little insider to how ADOM Radio works is that uh, our guests that we work with, the companies that are providing all this great information to all of you, as you can imagine, they submit like an outline of like what they want to discuss. And then I get that, right? And so then we have a conversation about all these things or whatever. So in my notes for today's podcast, the title actually said, see Google Doc. And that means one thing to me. That means that this episode is going to be so awesome because when I opened up the Google Doc, all of the information that Shannon is going to talk to you about today is in that Google Doc. So, Shannon, I do think the title of this podcast actually is something in regards to five hot marketing trends that you need to do in 2023. Is that correct? What? I mean, you don't want me to go into the all-knowing of Google Docs? <laughs> <laughs> I just, I what? thought I would share that because, again, like, I love our audience and I want to bring our audience kind of into our world. Oh. And um, okay. you're such so a good So we start with our epic fail of not knowing how to title things. <laughs> listen, listen. I mean, it, 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 it's awesome, right? That was, that's more of me just kind of like at one, you know, going through here and being like, okay, like the title, really? See Google Doc? Come on, John. There's great information wow. here. Let's do it. <laughs> All right. So let's, let, let's hop in. Uh, before we do, uh, again, roadside dental marketing. I say it all the time, everybody that's listening. For those of you that have gone to the ADOM website, utilize the ADOM website. That is just one example of the great work of roadside dental marketing. But always a pleasure when we get Shannon with us, um, you know, CEO and founder of Roadside. So, Shannon, maybe just a little tiny blur about yourself, and then let's get into these five hot marketing trends. Yeah, I'm super excited about this and been chatting a lot with doctors about this. Um, me personally, I started in dentistry in 1987 as a dental assistant. 
uh, one of the best spit suckers in Washington State you'd ever see. Um, then I started um, Snotty Nose Little, 17, 18-year-old, wanting to market all the dentists I worked for. And so I quickly became an office manager, um, which I wore that hat proudly for about 10 years, um, and then worked with some really high-end docs, um, David Hornbrook, Rice4, Michael Kozarski, helped us start Pack Live, fun stuff like that. And then we started our agency in 1999, and here we are. I'm in love with dentistry and marketing. I'm kind of a weirdo geek like that. So All right, that's well, just a little bit about me. Yeah, I mean, we love dental geeks here, um, so that's awesome. <laughs> And, uh, all right, so, so here, here's where we're going to go with this. So I talked about five hot marketing trends, uh, and mm-hmm. that's a little bit about what you're going to get into, I know, Shannon, but really what I think you're going to talk about is not so much the trends, but more importantly, things that actually help a practice make progress, and that are the strategies that can help yeah. you leverage those trends. So, uh, you know, today... Uh, there's so much that Shannon could touch on with this. And like always, everybody will have all this information in the show notes and resources and all that great stuff that Roadside provides. Uh, But when we talk about these really strategies, so many of you we know are in different parts of your practice journey. You're either getting ready to add a new associates. And so you're trying to find some marketing strategies there. Maybe you're expanding to different locations or you're wanting to focus on high ticket services. Doctor came back from a course and now said, you know what, we're going to do sleep apnea. And you're like, okay, what are we going to do? Uh, or even just yeah. running a private practice. So, Shannon, I'm going to kind of turn this over to you and, and have you roll through the strategies, the difference between trends and strategies, and then um, try to be productive for everybody. Yeah, Don, and then just interrupt me if, if you want, you know, clarification on anything. But kind of, you know, what why I came up with this topic um, for my ADOM, my ADOMers, um, is really I get so many different calls um, from doctors like coming back from courses and getting some ideas of some trending marketing tactics that are out there. And, you know, they're, they're so frustrated because they put so much time and energy into it. I mean, I'm talking from TikToks to Instagram reels to social ads, you know, everything. Those are tactics, right? But then they're just kind of, um, you know, burning you know, the candle at both ends because it's, it's not as productive. They're not seeing the ROI from it, right? And so, you know, what we've done is we wanted to step back and really look at the strategy like, well, why do you want to do social media? Why do you want to do TikTok? Like, what do you think that's going to do for you? Like, if we can step back and really look at their strengths, their weaknesses, their opportunities, their threats within where they're coming in at these tactics, we can build a strategy first. And then we can build upon, you know, the foundational pieces that they need to have in place. Because if they don't do this, this is gold right here, is if you don't plug the holes that you're leaking out time, money, and energy towards marketing, you're just going to continue to be frustrated and it's not going to work for you, right? So then when we look at the strategies, and I'll kind of go through, you know, three um, high-level ones that I get a lot is we do this in a way that we plug up those holes for them, okay? So in talking to 175 dental practices and, like, really seeing where they're coming in, I'll give you an example. Let's say strategy one. 
Um, we're hearing a lot of the dental offices, they're adding new associates and new locations, which is super powerful, especially in what we've gone through with COVID, um, recession, all that stuff. I mean, doctors are just putting on their business hat and saying, you know, how can we make this practice work? How can we grow faster, better? And this is definitely a great way to do it. Or they acquire or buy an existing dental practice, right? So either one of these, the first things that you want to do is because you're putting money into this, is you want to look at what you just bought, that patient list, and say, okay, so what is our relationship capital? Bring that down. That we could leverage that we just purchased. And so what does that look like? You know, that, that's tapping into the current patient database first. Let's say if you use, you know, dental intel as one. There's also competitors, but you would see that there's anywhere from 300000 to a million dollars sitting there in the database that they have not nurtured or taken care of with this purchase or even their personal practice before they brought on the associate. So if you run a powerful treatment acceptance campaign to nurture, leverage that, get those patients back in, we can do a huge cash, they can do a huge cash injection into the practice to, you know, basically pay for a lot of what they just paid for bringing on the associate or purchasing a practice. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think, you and I talked about this before is that it's, it's the difference between a newer practice that a lot of their marketing has to be focused on attracting new patients, which I know all practices want to do versus an established practice who has a very good patient base that when they look into their treatment plans, they have a lot of dentistry that needs to be done. And so it is, it's, it's like discovered income. uh, If you can figure out a way to get them in an effort to do those things. So I would say, yeah, that is like strategy number one is know your numbers, right? And then look at how you can leverage that, that um, relationship capital for that. That would be the first tactic for these, you know, purchasing. And what's kind of cool about that is when they're looking at new locations and more associates, the more that they dial, dial that in, that they could know like, okay, these would be great practices to purchase because now they're knowing the list. They know what they can do to make their money back quicker and that it's a good patient list. And so let's say they dial that in, right? And they they did a really good treatment um, reactivation. And there's definitely um, a talent to that. It's speaking to them different, the, the marketing psychology of all that. And then we'd want to look into a really good sales funnel. And why I say that is because they do need those new patients in to feed the new associate, right? And the practice, but they want to do it to where there's, it's a landing page with a, uh, a video VSL and, and here, just a second, sorry. Pardon me, Mike. And then really um, an awesome offer to get them excited about it and that they can create raving fans when they bring them in, you know, really looking at that surprise delight and wow and having an awesome offer to have them come in. And we want a landing page that we can capture their email and their phone number. 
And why I slow down when I say that is because this is really a new thought for people because they're just doing um, Google and social ads that are just like click ads. And agencies are saying, you know what, we gave you 30 leads and really they only got two patients out of it, qualified patients. So if we give those patients more information, educational video, a landing page, a download, something like that, they're going to get way more qualified patients than the, the traditional just click ad. And that's what they really need, right? They, they don't just need, you know, um, the coupon hunters, <laughs> you right. know, that sort of thing. They, they want people to say yes to the comprehensive care and for them to really come aboard to that practice. And so thinking through that. And then when we get those emails, why it's so important to get the emails and the phone numbers, and this is a little bit new in the dental industry, probably only 20% of dental practices have this, is a good sales funnel that you're capturing that, because now what can we do with that email and that phone number? We can nurture that list. And I have to explain all the time what does nurturing that sequence or that list means, right? They're not ready to buy yet. They're right in the middle of their bathroom remodel or they're on their phone and they're just like kind of interested, but they, they, they didn't have time to say yes. You know, there's just different scenarios like that. And if we send them like an FAQ, here's a video behind the scenes. Um, videos of the new associates introducing themselves in this email sequence um, and text sequence, then you're going to get so many more qualified leads that you're paying for because it's so costly um, for paid ads now that you have to work them super smart. Yeah. Just one question, Shannon, uh, this difference between tactics and strategy can, can yes. you touch on a little bit of why it is so important for practices to, I mean, I'm going to use the word buy-in because I don't think it's that, it, it, it's, it's a challenge, it's a commitment to buy into staying consistent with this, meaning that it's something that you have to do all the time. And, and, and what made me think about was when you use the word nurture, because I feel like we've gone from a world of marketing where there was different individual things, like you said, coupons or like transactional things like that, that, that a practice could do in an effort to get somebody in as quickly as possible, which I know is what everybody wants to do, versus this new world, which is nurturing, which you gave the example of they see they're not ready to come in. They see they're not ready to come in. They yeah. see they're not ready to come in. And then all of a sudden, like they see for the fourth time and the fifth time and they are ready to come in and a practice being able to be okay with that and accepting the fact that like, that is the new game. Can you, can you touch on that a little bit? Yeah, no, that's, I mean, that's, and that's the part of the strategy because when we're looking at the strategy, John, it is where are we spending our monies? Where are we super strong at? Right. And so they know that when they get that patient in, they, they have great educational materials. They get the most thorough care. The doctors do this and that, right? The patients don't know that. Unless you're throwing a coupon at them, they're not seeing the difference of, of dental uh, practices. So if we can get their information and nurture them to make that decision, and why that's part of the strategy is because 
why put, you know, let's say triple the money in paid ads on just that click graphic that everybody's doing with the same $1,000 off Invisalign or $79 cleaning. It's how are they differentiating themselves? Their strategy isn't good because they're trying to grow the practice and there's no way that they can do that with that messaging and that old way of, you know, getting the information in their hand if they're doing paid ads, right? So we have to say we need to add in strategy nurture sequences and giving them like you're a thought leader. They need to see videos about you. And you think about in dentistry, like again, 20% are doing this. So if they can think outside the box and go, okay, we need a more, um, what's the word? Um, clever <laughs> way to reach them. Their competition is not doing that. So, right, in, in marketing, it's like how in the strengths and, you know, the SWAT, right? What are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? What are your opportunities? What are your threats? Your threat is like sounding like everybody else in these funnels, right, and not setting yourself apart. But your opportunity is if you're really willing to look at how we can nurture these people and, you know, spending a little bit of money and time figuring out, you know, short videos, right, the 30-second to 90-second videos, is everything right now. That's why we have YouTube shorts. That's why, I mean, TikTok has just changed the way, not saying that they have to become TikTok doctors <laughs> by any right, stretch, right. but I'm just saying it's, it's set the standard of short videos. But if we could put that within the nurture sequences and the text and stuff, your ROI is like 10 times. 10 times in doing that and adding that to your strategy of, you know, making a full sales funnel with a better offer, not a coupon offer, you know, but putting yourself out as a thought leader. And I think that's, I mean, it depends on your practice, right? It's like, yeah. if you're just, I just need patience and you know, you're a startup and you know, that sort of thing, fine, we'll do that. But most of ours is a little bit more established or, you know, they, they, they have where they have some relationship leverage that they could use that's where that nurture comes in and those videos come in nicely. So I'm so glad that you said that. Uh, and that's, that's where I was getting at, which is, uh, and you mentioned it, you know, you don't have to be a TikTok doc. And I think what gets lost in that Shannon, as you know, is that I think, you know, doctors and their teams feel like they have to do that, but what gets lost and, and tell me your thoughts on this is that, you're bringing that up because that's how consumers are learning about companies <laughs> and that's how consumers exactly. are learning about and not only that, but like that's how people now want to connect from people that they want to purchase mm. from or work from. So, so it's the, you know, creating those videos in any form or fashion, <laughs> you know, it's not yeah. designed to be the next TikTok star, or YouTube star. It's like, it right. is a part of what needs to be done moving forward or you are going to get lost. I think that's, that's probably one of the number one things, John, that, that we're finding out. And, and it's, but it's really hard to do that. Like, that's how they're taking in knowledge, right? And I, I would say there's very few, there's very few doctors that can be TikTok stars. I mean, I've seen them try it, and it's like, no, stop it. <laughs> stop doing that. 
you know, or there's doctors that'll come like, we need to do Facebook. We need to do social media. I'm like, well, what do you want from that? Like, are you really going to be giving pictures from the office? Because if you're just wanting an agency to throw up graphics from Canva, gone are those days. They, They can care less. Right. They, they can absolutely care less unless you're really giving them, like you just said, really valuable information quickly. Yes. That's what it's all about. Yep. Yep. Good. Okay. So we're, so we're good there. I just, I like, I thank you for sharing that. I, I, again, I think there's such a big difference between uh, the practice committing to seeing the value of video content yes. versus feeling like they have to be the next TikTok star, which requires so much work as a content creator that that's a completely different yeah. thing. And and what you're talking about is, is, again, which is great. This is more of a strategy, not necessarily a tactic, or in the case of some of them, a completely new lifestyle. So, okay, keep going. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, in looking at that, like, because we interview the doctors, right? And we kind of see where their priorities are. Where's your pain points? Where's your priorities? Like, what are you really willing to do? And the opportunities to stand apart. So it depends on how they want to answer that. Like you said, maybe it is a new lifestyle. Maybe they do want to, you know, spend that time doing it. Um, and then so, but but with, you know, where we're kind of going with strategies, who we were talking about. It's doctors, if they're adding new lo- associates and new locations, they're wanting to grow. So they're really willing to think about this. Like, what does it really think about to become a thought leader in my community? And that really takes a content strategy, a content video strategy. And in something how we're kind of helping our doctors is we are tying that into their whole marketing but then we're making little scripts and ideas to have a, a group, a team, a videographer and a photographer come in and gather that information in a day to two. And then they have that information from either six months to 12 months, depending on how much information we get, because it's too hard to do it on a daily for these offices. And that's why they usually suffer and they can't do it. Yeah. So it's really up to them. Do they want to become that? How can we help them? Because yep. they know it makes sense that they have to become a, a bit of a thought leader for their – and I say thought leader, but, you know, it's for your community. It's standing yep. out for difference for dentistry, right? Yep. And all the awesomeness. Okay, so then let's go into strategy number two, right? Because this is like – let's say they – I have a lot of doctors that started their practice, and they've started kind of coupon dentistry, and they're just like getting 50, 60, 70, 100 new patients in – but the team is just worn out. I mean, that is just it's so much work to onboard and create these relationships. And then it's for a cleaning. <laughs> and then you never see them again. Right. It's just like they're like, oh, Shannon, this needs to feel different, right? And I'm like, okay, so who's your avatar? Like, let's talk through who do you really want to be seen, Right. Let's talk to them more and create something that feels so much better. What type of dentistry do you want to be doing? Oh, it's Invisalign, and you want to start doing sleep and dental implants and comprehensive. So, again, of course, the thought leader videos, like, come into play there. But um, we want to upgrade their branding. I'm like, okay, so do you fit that bill? How does your website look like if you were a new patient looking for these high ticket services, would they feel that way when they check you out online? Does your on- online, you know, reputation, what you look like, your messaging, 
And they're like, oh, probably not. My logo's about 10 years old. We did our website four or five years ago. I'm like, I want you guys to go through your website, like the online experience, but also have one of your teammates. This is kind of a fun exercise that they can do when they want to do this upgrade. And it figures out a strategy for them because they'll see where their holes are in their experience and bringing the right type of patients in. If we make a team member or two call up, hear the messaging, go in and be that new patient, fill out the forms, how did it feel sitting in the waiting room? Are the pictures outdated? You know, is it smelling? You know, just go through the whole thing, right? And then you sit as a group and say, I want you guys to think of the most outrageous ways that you can change it up and be different. Because that's your onboarding, that's your experience, right? So if you want that high ticket, and then you guys start feeling that and doing that, um, now you can up-level up your brand messaging so you're not just going, well, we have massage chairs. We're like your dental family like everybody else, right? It's like, no, we really do this. We really get into it. So we encourage them, um, if they want that high-quality ticket and for them to do the dentistry that they really want, now they can become the thought leader. They need to be, you know, sharing their expertise. And when they come in, they need to feel that experience. And then because, here's the huge caveat to that, is when they come in with surprise, delight, and wow, and they feel such a difference with that experience, guess what they do? They refer. Yep. They refer like people. And then because high-ticket services are pretty darn expensive to market to because it's very competitive. So they will have to spend more on ads, funnels, that sort of thing. But if they can really nail their experience, their surprise, delight, and wow, that's part of the strategy. And then we create a referral system for them. Then it makes their marketing so much smarter, easier, with way higher impact, if that makes sense. Yeah, it's interesting. You know, uh, I talk about this a lot, and that is is that when you start working in a dental practice and you're offering, uh, you know, dental services and taking care of people's dental health, uh, you can tend to forget that you are as well a consumer, <laughs> right? Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and yes. so, so it's like, yeah, like so, so you start to separate yourself from the fact that you are a consumer because so many practices, I mean, if not all of them, like their mission, right, is to be able to make sure that they're mm -hmm. taking care of the patients. So I think it's easy to get lost in that. It makes total sense. But then, right, like then you step back, like you're mentioning, and you say, okay, as you're putting these new things moving forward, how would you feel about this? How would you, mm -hmm. uh, you know, take to that? And so it's such a, such a great analogy there um, because it, it is so true. And I think that the minute that a practice, like you mentioned, becomes the consumer, um, things change a little bit. They really do. Well, and the, I mean, that's exactly right. And here's the thing is that's part of the strategy. Like we can help bring in new patients, but if we're not helping you fill the holes of not bringing the experience, the surprise, delight, and wow, the referral system, then we're not doing our job, right? Because that's part of the strategy. It's like before we start bringing all these patients in here that we're kind of spendy to bring in, right, and we're wanting them as the right avatar, make sure that your internal systems are cleaned up and powerful, you know, to going along with even after that they come in for a treatment acceptance, an average, I would say, 30, 40% percent 
they're remodeling their bathroom. They're doing this or that, right? They need to be now put into that nurture sequence we talked about in the first strategy. Like it carries through all this, you know, pieces of strategy. It's like we want to bring in high ticket, but they're going to be, they're going to need to be nurtured and educated a little bit more. And also the experience that we talked about. So that can, that can make it a lot easier and they get the results a lot faster too. If the experience, you know, is the best that, you know, the difference from even coming in, you know, maybe from some bad experiences or corporate or whatever, you know, depending on the high ticket item, dental implants or, or that sort of thing. We're seeing um, really good results with that strategy. Yeah. Excellent. All right. So I think you got one more. Okay, one more, one more. And this is really like just the big private practice that they want to grow and they need new patients. They're like, Shannon, we just want new patients. <laughs> you know, it's like we're, we're trucking along and that sort of thing. So, again, what we want them to do is I want you to look at your numbers. This is what I tell them, you know, is for your, you know, how are you doing within your current patient base if they want? We want to make sure we plug those holes. And we do find that the hygiene reactivation um, is really needed after COVID because people have taken a little bit longer to get back to taking care of their health. So that would be the first thing that we'd want to do. And we'd want to do something different for them, like a, a free gift card from a community, like maybe five community you know, businesses, so there's like, hey, we're celebrating wellness, you know, people that are taking care of their wellness, and we've reached out to, let's say, five companies, and we have gift cards from them, and they hold a big uh, a gift card tree from Amazon for $16.99. It's really cheap, but really cute boomerang, and then they show that they can come in and get their, their gift card for celebrating their wellness, just getting them excited and speaking to them differently instead of, Sally, are you ready for your, you know, cleaning appointment yet? Or they're kind of, you know, living in that, that judgment, you know, the shame because it's taking so long. We really need to speak to that and give them nurture because sometimes they're not quite ready yet. So we want to give them, like, build their trust again and, you know, reactivate the hygiene. And then we want to then do a new patient generation funnel. We want to have a strong offer to nurture the new leads and have a dedicated person calling them within five minutes. I think that's something super strong that I didn't mention before is that when we have these leads coming in, we want to make sure that we get right to them within five minutes. Um, and then, all, of course, the whole video thing, you know, carries through to all of this. Um, I would say, yeah, that is the hygiene reactivation and then the new patient generation funnels, um, kind of the same points as marketing strategy one, you know, that we talked about, but kind of taking it further um, and really wanting to stand out with a different offer, really wanting to stand out with a different experience and being afraid to be a little crazy or weird or making people smile within their little videos and, you know, TikTok reels and that sort of thing to capture their attention. So is it safe to say, Shannon, that maybe the 2023 flex for the marketing trend is having some good strategies in place? Is that, is that, is that, is yeah. like we're going back to I, basics I would, a little bit? I, I would say really going back to basics, the strategy is, is plug any marketing holes that you have before you start 
or continue with marketing that's not working for you. And we're finding that a lot, right? And then don't be afraid to be a little bit different and putting yourself out there with really good photos and videos and becoming a little bit of an educator. You know, it doesn't have to be overwhelming. You can content batch it, that sort of thing. But that being carried through, and I think number three would, you have to have nurturing and, and sequences, whether it's your paid ads or whether it's your, when they come in for treatment, um, you know, e- even the six months, you know, they, they're coming in for cleanings. Like, what are you doing for surprise, delight, and wow for them? Um, to, like, create more buzz you know, for the practice, more about wellness. People are really, really piquing their interest and it's like, hey, we're celebrating um, wellness in our community. And they love that. And just really connecting with them and relationships. Love it. Okay. So uh, again, a lot of information about this, uh, resources. Uh, you all do a very good job of providing that. Any last thoughts to kind of tie this all together, Shannon? Well, and I, I it, there, it, it is a lot of information, <laughs> and and we're just like hitting on a few different, you know, points, and we have, you know, graphics and that sort of thing. And I kind of put together a, a marketing action plan workbook. Well, we've had it last year. We made some adjustments. So for 2023, we have the marketing um, action plan workbook for all the ADOM um, peeps that want to, you know, do that. Try, try TikTok, try little educational videos, you know, that sort of thing. But you guys can plan out something that you, it fits their personality and it works for them. Um, and so we have a download for everybody that they can take advantage of for 2023 just to make it great. And if they implement, you know, one of those like kind of three to five highlights of focuses of strategy, they'll be doing awesome. They'll be doing way better than their competition. <laughs> Love it. All right. Well, listen, thank you as always uh, for your time, for your insight, for your passion around all things marketing. And I think most importantly on today's episode, uh, laying out a strategy, uh, something that practices can, uh, can, can really sink their teeth into, no pun intended, um, in regard <laughs> to uh, taking their practice to the next level. So uh, thanks again, Shannon. Thanks again to Roadside uh, Dental Marketing. And um, any last thoughts for ADOM Nation as we wrap? No, I was going to say that that pun was totally intended. We know you, John. <laughs> <laughs> it just, just, it just happened. You know what I mean? But I just, I, you know, I just, it just came out. What, what are you going to do? We all, we all know you. We all know right, you. Right, right. No, no, I, I appreciate it. I, I, I truly hope it was helpful. And well, I hope they download the, the workbook and it helps them. And they can always reach out if they have any questions. Awesome. Well, thanks, Shannon. Thanks, Roadside. And we'll talk to you all soon. Okay. Thanks. Bye. That's a wrap. Thanks for listening to another episode here on ADOM Radio. We'd love to have you subscribe. So whether you listen to your podcasts on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, be sure to go out there, find ADOM Radio, and subscribe. That way, each time we upload a brand new episode, it'll come through on your listening device as choice of choice instantly. So also, dentalmanagers.com, so many great resources out there. Be sure to go check it out and see everything that the ADOM team has put together for you. Also wanted to let you know that conference is going to be here before we know it, so be sure to head out to the conference website to be able to get registered to attend ADOM 2023 in Orlando. It's going to be amazing. Until next time, talk soon.